0: Fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time. Even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party.
1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy
0: Hoosier. Yes, indeed. Welcome into it. what's up? Happy pre-Friday celebration, man. We are getting closer and closer to the holidays, which I am super excited about. One more holiday around before we have the long stint of lack of holidays until like Easter and April. So let's enjoy this one while we possibly can. Let's just prolong this holiday week for as much as we possibly can as well. Welcome into it. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station, the big talker out of Wichita, Kansas, KQAM. We are on, however, multiple radio stations all over the place and TV and live streaming and podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. So wonderful to have you with us for the ride today on a pre-Friday celebration programming note for you as well. This is our last live program of 2023. Why? Andy, tomorrow's Friday. I know, but here on the home front at the flagship station that I broadcast from, we have a college bowl football game tomorrow that it will be running. And that will not be over at the time of this broadcast. So uh, for our affiliate stations, we'll have you a a pre-taped loaded show for you. New content, but just loaded stuff for you. And then for our listeners here in the home base in Wichita, Kansas, we will have a bowl college football game for you because it is tis the season four. So we'll get ready for that. So this will be our live broadcast, our last live broadcast for you for 2023, which means we have a lot to get to to do our year in review, to kind of look at things setting the tone for the next year in 2024, which there's obviously a lot to get to. And I'm excited to have some fun today. A brand new guest on the show, Reed Diamond. She'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour uh, with her book, Feng Shui, Your Life. Now you know and you've heard of the concept of feng shui like decorating your home but is there a proper way to do it based on your personal vision your personal career your personal quote-unquote energies that she likes to use to be able to attract the dreams that you want both at your home or at your business So we'll have some fun with that conversation with uh, Feng Shui, Your Life, her latest book, Marie Diamond. She'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. That will be a fun one. i got to start off the show, though, man. Big news, and it was not unexpected. We kind of anticipated this happening, but the latest And what's trending. What's trending today? (laughs) And just in case you haven't heard yet. According to Fox News, is that the state of Colorado, if you remember, after the Supreme Court of the state ended up booting off Donald Trump from the ballot in 2024 for the presidential race, that is being appealed by the Republican Party going to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, they're not expediting it, but they are taking a look at the case. From what we've heard, and as of right now, the news as of today is that the Secretary of State in the state of Colorado is now making the announcement that they will be putting Donald Trump on the ballot in 2024 in the state of Colorado. Oh, my. Oh, my. I know it's good for us. Winning. Bad for the Democrats. But it was pretty much anticipated this was going to happen. According to the news from FoxNews.com that Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold made the announcement that she will be including Donald J. Trump on the primary ballot on January 5th certification deadline unless the U.S. Supreme Court affirms the lower court's ruling or declines to take up the case. Now, they did not decline to take up the case, and as far as I'm aware, they're not expediting it to take up the case before January 5th, which would be next week. So, unless something drastically happens over the next week... We have to remember, which should have been the conversation from day one when this happened, was that the Secretary of State decides what's going to be on the ballot. And since he met the criteria to be on the ballot with the proper application, the proper uh, submission for funds, or the proper amount of petitions, whatever it takes in Colorado for them to be on the ballot for President of the United States, he met that criteria, he met that match, and he's able to be on there. The fact that the Supreme Court said that because after some insurrection article that he fell under somehow, which he wasn't charged with being an insurrectionist, he's still on the ballot in other places. By the way, Michigan's Supreme Court said that he is allowed to be on there on the ballot in Michigan as well. So even a very progressive, deep blue state like Michigan didn't even say that he wasn't allowed to be on there. This is not going to be upheld. And the Secretary of State's making the proper call on this one, just saying, hey, we're going to put him on here at least for the January 5th deadline, to be on the ballot. And then if the Supreme Court tells me not to, I'll take it off. But Supreme Court and the state, sorry, you don't have jurisdiction over the Secretary of State's office. We're going to do this because, well, he met the criteria, and to hell with you. So, well done on that one. I think that's good news for going into a new year. Again, the wins keep coming, man. The hits keep on coming for them. And we keep winning. I just got off the year with Armed American Radio. I enjoy jumping on with Mark Walters every once in a while. And uh, for the final broadcast for him of the year... As well, we were talking about kind of the year in review, and I made the comment there. I want to say it on this program, though, too, and I've kind of mentioned it throughout that I am extremely excited about next year. Now, next year is going to be chaos, and in fact, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, highly recommend you do so at whosyourreason.com because the newsletter will come out on Monday for uh, for the new year. I do it for the first Monday of every month, and Monday, the first falls on Monday, so you'll be getting it there. So if you've not signed up, I highly recommend you do But we will be having a blog come out, and the title of the blog is Get Set for a Year of Chaos. Because it will be a year of chaos with the election, if Donald Trump gets the nomination, the absolute meltdown from the other side of the aisle, the shenanigans that will be played, and finally us, the Republicans, the conservatives, that have finally had enough and are finally starting to stand up and recognize our own abilities, our own influence, our own power within, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to, however you want to interpret it, that we're finally recognizing our abilities and we're trying to utilize them. And I gave three examples that have happened recently that give me optimism going into the new year. Number one was the, obviously the headline and the audio that you've heard recently of the Delta Airline, employee talking to a quote-unquote transgender individual who was upset trying to film it trying to cause a scene trying to play the victim of it you said the wrong pronouns and getting very upset at the employee and the delta employee pretty much said hey you don't have to board this flight i'm trying to help you and if you want to try to play the victim if you want to cause a scene i can just not get you on this plane and then you can go back home and pout for the holidays i'm trying to help you so shut up and let me do my job And I think that that's essentially the state of mind that many Americans are in. And I think we're going to see more people like that next year, not going out of their way to be, quote unquote, offensive to somebody, but just openly saying, I don't have time for these stupid conversations of you trying to play the victim and trying to be super duper special. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my job. And if you don't like it, then shut up. I don't really care. I think there are many Americans, a vast amount of conservatives, that are at that point. Number two, if you remember just a month or so ago, Elon Musk that was at the open panel discussion and was on the stage with the individual interviewing him from Fox or New York Times or whatever it was in front of this crowd and asking about the number of advertisers that were pulling out of advertising on Twitter or X. And he made the very not-so-subtle comment of, go blank yourself, I don't really care. If you're going to use money to blackmail me, then get out of here. I don't want your advertising money anyways. And he called out, hi, Bob, you know, the the CEO of Disney. Because he's hit to the point of, I don't care. I don't care what you think. I don't care about your political narrative. I don't care any longer. Do what you want. You're not going to bully me and push me around with your money. And I think, again, most Americans are about at that line, which is why we're seeing a segregated economy, which will get worse over the next few years, but I think it will be a segregated economy Because many people say, I don't care. And we're just going to live our life. Instead of trying to please everybody, we're just going to go about our business and do our own thing. Number three is something that I have yet to see ever, except for this one time under the Republican Party and Republican leadership in Congress, which is our very own speaker, Mike Johnson, coming out and saying, we're not going to pass a Ukrainian funding bill unless you do something about the border. And they didn't do something about the border. And they tried to play games. And the House said, I'm done. Wipe their hands clean of it and they went on holiday, which caused a lot of backlash to the point where Chuck Schumer, the radical left hack on the Democrat side in the Senate, came out and said, fine, all right, we're open to conversation. Let's figure out what to do because we have to have Ukrainian funding. Or we're all going to die. We're
1: all going to die because of you. Ah!
0: And we got to that point. And even to the point, by the way, where Democrats are now calling Chuck Schumer the sellout for even wanting to be open to sit down at the table and and, and converse. And compromise and work together with Republicans on some type of bill that would package border funding and the Ukrainian funding in the same package. For the first time that I've ever seen since being involved in politics, we had a Republican party under the leadership of Mike Johnson, not Kevin McCarthy. I'd like to remind you of that, that we actually had a party that was willing to walk away from the conversation because they were not seriously negotiating with us. Because any other time it would have been, well, we can't let this fault. We can't let this happen. We have to do it. The media is going to come after us. We're really scared of our own shadow. And they would pass something as well at the very end of the day. And we would cower and back away and fall apart. And for the first time, I saw that not happen. And those three things, while they may be small, are extremely powerful, are extremely significant, because they're reminding us. That is as the Republican Party, while we may have a slim majority in the House and we have a minority in the Senate and the presidency, we still have leverage and we still have power. With calling out the wokeness while they try to play the victim and call you out for not being appreciative of what they do and trying to be super duper special and I'm the most important person and how dare you not call me by what I prefer and what I choose to based on my own mental preferences, that we're not going to listen to that any longer. It's 2024, I think, is going to be a year where we stand up to that and say no more. We're done with it. We're over with it. I don't care.
1: We don't care
0: anymore. <laughs> I think that's where we're at right now with a lot of that wokeness, which is going to lead into, by the way, the conversation with the ESG they're trying to push, with the carbon credits they're trying to push, with the electric vehicle stuff they're trying to push. It just bleeds into all of these other issues where we just don't care anymore. We're burnout out on the conversation. Uh, I always, I keep saying that 2023 was like the oddness that continued from 2020 where we have these absurd, ridiculous conversations that I never thought that humanity would ever have to have, even down to the point of conversing on whether someone's the proper gender or not. And it breaks my brain that we've belittled ourselves and boil ourselves down to such a stupid common denominator at such a stupid low IQ level that that's the point that we're at. We should be talking about how to get civilization created on another planet like Mars, but instead we're trying not, trying not to eat the wrappers of our fast food drive through because that's the level of IQ that we have in society today. And it breaks my heart that we're at that point. But it's encouraging to me that there's enough people, enough sane people out there to walk away from these conversations and just get back to business as normal. And those that are trying to throw the fits next year will throw an absolute temper tantrum. By golly, get ready for it. It's going to happen. But that will start to fizzle out. When the bully doesn't get the reaction that they want, when the attention, uh, the attention person, the attention seeker, doesn't get the attention that they want, they begin to fade away. And the vast minority of society that is calling out for this wokeness stuff is not going to get the attention that they were before. The media try to may try to hype it, but we just don't care any longer, and we're going to go about our business. And for the first time, I am encouraged. Now, it is going to be a year of chaos because the election will cause that, and we have some major battles ahead of us. And in the, the blog that we post on our newsletter coming out on Monday, we list down some of the top seven or top ten different New Year's resolutions in the political sense that we get to look forward to in this next year and I am very excited about a lot of those but we have the leverage we have the ability and we have the power to make some major changes in the election and in just culture next year it's just whether we utilize that but we're off to a good start because people are finally starting to stand up and do what they feel is best and just not care about upsetting or offending somebody else and that's going to make the left lose their absolute minds and I just don't care because I think that's going to be a major victory for us so that's what we're Off into in 2024. Get ready for it, baby. Speaking of Colorado, with the Supreme Court, when we come back, there's some news out of there. Could be seeing a change in some of the congressional districts as we go into election season as well. We'll do that when we come back for a Thursday, the pre-Friday celebration of The Voice of Reason. Stay
1: here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the voice of reason
0: with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed. Welcome back into it. Great to have you. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting. However, you check out the program. Always so wonderful to have you with us for the wrapping up of 2023. Baby, it's hard to believe 2024. I'm going to have to, I just got, everybody was jokes about this. I just got used to writing 2023 on checks and papers and everything else. Now I have to learn all over again for the new year of 2024. But it's going to be a big one. I'm excited about it, super happy, and can't wait to see what unfolds. The chaos continues, and all of the garbage going on in the world will finally come to the surface. We can cleanse it and purge it out of our system as a culture and as a society, and I think we'll be in a lot better shape after this is all said and done. And politically speaking, it's going to be definitely a fun one for sure. Speaking of the elections and the state of Colorado, I want to go to the western portion of the state. We've had her on the program before when she was still a candidate, before she was actually a congresswoman. But news out of the 3rd Congressional District in Colorado with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert back in the news announcing that she's moving districts... And she's now going to be the candidate for District Number 4 after a video that surfaced earlier. Today, I am announcing my candidacy for the 2024 Republican nomination to represent Colorado's 4th Congressional District. All right, before, hold on. Before, before we go any further, for those that may not know, I grew up in Colorado, so I'm vaguely familiar, although this was on the other part of the state, so a little bit different area from the Grand Junction area, which was on the western portion of Colorado. But Ken Buck is the current representative in that 4th district. And if you remember just a week or so ago, he was one that announced that he will not be running for reelection as some of the moderate rhino middle of the road Republicans continue to drop off because, well, Donald Trump's still the leader of the party. And oh, they still believe that uh, that they are election deniers or whatever they want to say for the Republican Party, not not happy with the direction that they're going. And they're slowly starting to phase out. So Ken Buck stepping side, meaning that there's an open seat in the fourth district now. My first question is, Lauren Boebert, whether you like her or dislike her, why she's wanting to change districts and why she's going from the 3rd district to the 4th district. According to the polls, she's up right now only by about 9 points in her current district number 3. or it's It's about a 9-point lead for Republicans in general, whether she's the candidate or not. In the 4th district, it jumps up to about 27-point lead for the Republicans, meaning she's going to have a more dominant chance and an easier chance to get elected in that district. Especially with all the Hollywood elites and Democrats that are desperate to get her out of the office that have been donating in mass uh, against her for that seat. So this is what she had to say. In the United States House of Representatives, it's the right move for me personally, and it's the right decision for those who support our conservative movement. This is the right move for Colorado, for us. Since the first day I ran for public office, I promised I would do whatever it takes to stop the socialists and communists from taking over our country. That means staying in the fight, but it also means not allowing Hollywood elites and progressive money groups To buy the third district, a seat that they have no business owning. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Now, I want to put this into perspective for you as well. As you know, she's gone through kind of a drama filled year as well with going through a divorce. She's only like 39. Her husband was 36 or 37. Going through a divorce, getting kicked out of like plays in Colorado because her new boyfriend, they were getting a little handsy with each other in public. And then she was telling off the uh, workers of the theater when they were trying to kick her out because she was being a little loud. So she's had some drama filled. times and apparently was losing some support in her district and feels that now going to a safer 27-point lead Republican stronghold deep red district is the safe way to go by taking over the slot from Ken Buck and opening up that third district for a candidate that apparently is being endorsed by the Republican Party in general as a bit more of a center right moderate Republican type of candidate. So we'll see how that goes. But I got to be honest, I don't know from the optics if that actually looks good for her by doing this, because it looks like. She's trying to find the safe way out to stay in power as opposed to just doing what needs to be done, which is grassroots campaigning. And if you have money coming in, even if it is from quote-unquote Hollywood elites and establishment, whoever, then you just campaign harder. I mean, good for her, I guess, but it almost looks like a cheap way out. Marie Diamond, when we come back, we're going to shift gears away from politics, get you set for 2024. I'm so excited about this next conversation. Stay right here on The Voice of Reason.
1: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes,
0: indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. 35 minutes past, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations all over the place. So wonderful to have you for a pre-Friday celebration going into the end of the year. And what a year it's been, man. We've kind of recapped the program on how successful this year has been our syndicated show we have on the weekend this show that has multiple radio stations all over the place and all the awesome projects that we're set for in 2024 get ready man strap in buckle up i am so excited about all the cool stuff we have lined up we'll have more of that as it gets closer for you all right i want to step away from the politics i know we usually talk news and politics but i want to step away from that from just a moment we're not just about political improvement we're also about personal improvement on this program which is why we're going to get into our latest and what's trending What's trending today? Oh, and I think we just lost the world. She'll call back in a minute. We'll get her back on here. But I am excited to have uh, on here in a moment when he when we get her back on the line. But she is the author of the book Feng Shui, Your Life, A Beginner's Guide to Using Your Home to Attract the Life of Your Dreams. Now, you've heard about Feng Shui and what Feng Shui may be. Maybe you don't know what the real uh description or definition of feng shui actually is it's kind of decorating your home or decorating your business making it kind of relaxing kind of thing but there's actually a lot more that goes into it and i'm super happy and excited to have on the program she is the author of feng shui your life a beginner's guide to using your home to attract the life of your dreams happy to have on here marie diamond marie how are you my friend
1: I am so happy to be with you, Andy. So happy to be with all your listeners.
0: I am so excited to have you on. Happy uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, This was the perfect time to get you on to start off the new year with 2024 because I've heard of feng shui. I know everybody has heard about it, but to actually understand it and to practice it in a way that's actually beneficial for you is an entirely different concept than just like decorating your, your house or your business to make it kind of relaxing and comforting, isn't it?
1: It is it's actually um an you know an Asian uh energy system um that uh you can actually use your home to look at you know the goals that you have for the next year to see that your home resonates with it and that you are it's almost like i said it's like creating like a three dimensional vision board all around you so to make sure that everything you want is also expressed in your home around you so you can compare it a little bit like uh you know acupuncture in a way so mm. when you look at the body and you want your energy to flow better in your body or people do tai chi or qigong so it's actually acupuncture of your home making sure that things are in place in the perfect way so that your subconscious mind is getting what you want even faster
0: I love it. Let's start at the beginning. How do we make something like that happen for a newbie, for a beginner like myself and probably so many of my listeners that have no clue, that have never done something like this? How do you start? They always say that it's good luck to bring in the new year with a clean house and maybe the doors and windows open to to allow the new year to flow in, to allow the new air to come in here and, and get rid of the stagnation. Uh, is that a good start, just cleaning up your environment? Yeah, yeah
1: cleaning up your environment and kind of looking at your closet your cabinets and like do i need that in the next year right it's like almost like an early spring cleaning mm. um because you know we always we buy so many stuff or we get so much things Like, i do i want that still and then give it away to charity or goodwill so that you're like creating space because if you want new space uh or creating new bigger space around you, you have more Energy to bring energy uh, into your space. So that's a a great start, but also to becoming aware of your home. Like, go with fresh eyes through your home. Like, you know, take a notepad and you know, go step by step. Like, you know, does it need, um, you know, paint or does is this broken? Perhaps you need to let it go. Like, oh this. Photos are like, I don't know, 30 years old. I have time to renew the pillows. Like, look through your house and see with eyes of new energy. Like, is there something that I can refresh my home? Because that is just small things. Somebody can feel you're better at home.
0: I love that. That's a great idea. Let's take it a step further. And you had mentioned that, you know, it's all about the proper energy in your home, which some people understand that some people is just kind of foreign to them on what their quote unquote personal energy is, because everybody's different. Uh, everybody's yeah. goals are different. Everybody's quote unquote energies are different. But uh, this also goes into your energy mindset of what you're looking for, career or business or romance or home life or relationships or whatever. So talk about, let's say someone is looking to have a relationship, start a brand new relationship in, you know, in their life for the next year. What would be some good tips for them to kind of set that environment in their home?
1: Well, the first place we're also looking for for new relationships, if it's on romantic level, is your bedroom. Because that's kind of, you know, the romantic uh, area of your space. And so, you know, look at it. If There's still some uh, items from previous relationships that you like, you know, pictures or items that were given to you, release that, let that go. And then make sure that your space is, you know, ready for the new partner to come in. Perhaps you need to create some space in your closet or even in your bathroom cabinet, like make sure there's space for the new person to come in. And, you know, also look at the images that you have there, because your images are subconsciously giving you all the time information. So let's say that you have images of single people hanging out there or wild animals, you know, people sometimes have, I don't know, tigers around, like, is that really romantic? But also remove all the images with water because water images do not lead to romance. It's kind of, it drains you. It's like um, you're overwhelmed by the water and creates more emotion. So release all that and then bring in some colors that are good for romance I know a lot of people think about red is great for romance, yes, but not too much. Like, not red curtains or red, uh, carpet, like, best are earth tones, like beiges, yellows, pinks, browns are actually the best for romance. But you can add some red items to it, like red pillows or something. That is great. And then also based on your birthday, and that's very crucial because we're talking about it in my book Feng Shui Your Life, is that it's not a general system. It's a very a very personal system. And so based on your birthday and your birth gender, you actually um, are going to find out your relationship direction. So you actually can download my free Mary Diamond app where you put in the information and then you will get an energy number. And based on that energy number, there is a compass direction that in your home will actually be stronger for your relationship. So for mine is, for example, west. So in my bedroom, in the west section of the space, I always put a picture of me and my husband. Hey, it's working with thirty-three years together, right? So we kind of put like as a picture. We put on a picture. We put like an image that relates with relationships. So that is actually what I would suggest for people.
0: I love it. That's a great idea. Now let's t- let's shift gears a little bit to let's say business. Obviously, since COVID, people have been working from home more, so they have their home yeah. offices or even starting home businesses. And let's look yeah. at the feng shui, but let's tie that in, because I, I did see I was skimming through here, and you have the energy numbers in here. Uh, and I was born yeah. in October of 88, so my number would be a number three. For, let's use that for an example. What would that look yep. like for individuals with a home office or starting home businesses? Yeah.
1: Well, the first step is always making sure that, you're sitting in a power position when you're working. So if that's on the phone, if it's on your computer, if it's in conversation with people. So make sure that you're sitting on your desk or even on your dining room table, that you're sitting in such a way that you see the people coming into the room. So think about the president of the United States, for example, you know, the over room. They see the president sees all the, the doors. They, they see people coming in. They never sit with their back to the door. So always make sure if your desk is facing a wall or facing a window, I always say people cannot see you. People cannot connect with you. You have to turn your desk around so you can see people coming in, even if you're doing online business. So that's the first step. Set yourself up in what I call a power position. The second step is, again, check out with, um, you know, if there is, decluttering energy around you. Like if you have a desk, you cannot have, you know, I don't know how many days of um, water bottles or coffee cups around you. So make sure the space really just around you is clean, is decluttered, and all the things you need is there. So you cannot sit on a dining room table and work on your online business or home business, and at the same time the breakfast place are still there. That doesn't work. That is distracting. And then also for your business, we have also based on your personal energy, you will see that you have the success direction and that is very crucial for business. So we always want to make sure in this space that you are sitting to work or calling or on the phone or whatever it is, that you look where is your success direction. And then look, what is in your success direction? It's like, for example, you have a garbage bin, but well, you're actually saying all the time, energetically, my success goes down the garbage. So set up, it could be a table, could be a cork board, like with like your logo on it, your goals on it, symbols, books on leadership, on success, people that you really admire in your professional field, could be magazines that have to do with success. So create, I call it a success corner that is related with you, because even if you're not paying attention to it, it still works for you.
0: I love that. So just to just to clarify, for example, like with the number three, it says my success direction would be in the south. So do I sit Correct. in the south or do I sit in the north looking towards the south with these successful things sitting in that corner?
1: Yeah. So the first thing you would do, like I said, you will try to see the door and then you have four directions that work for you, right? If you look at your app. So if you can then face, look at the south, if that's possible, that would be amazing. Mm. You don't have to sit in the south. You have to look towards the south. But if that's not possible, aesthetically, sometimes, you know, practically, then you still have the southeast for you. That's your relationship direction. You can then also look towards the north, which is your wisdom direction. inspires you and or your health direction. So there, you will see on the compass there are empty spots. You try always to avoid looking at the empty direction.
0: I love it. Don't I love it. Marie, I tell you what, hold on, hold that thought. we got to take a commercial break here. Hold on one second, and we'll continue this when we come back here. It's Marie Diamond, Feng Shui, Your Life, A Beginner's Guide to Using Your Home to Attract the Life of Your Dreams. We'll continue this conversation. Fascinating stuff when we come back here on The Voice Reason. The Voice Stay of here.
1: Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it
0: is. Welcome back into it. Got a couple of minutes left here of the program. I am loving this conversation. Super fascinating. It's Marie Diamond, which you can find her website with her book, with her courses, online courses. You can do consultations with her. You can do other great stuff with her as well. MarieDiamond.com, m a r-i-e-diamond.com her latest book feng shui your life a beginner's guide to using your home to attract the life of your dreams we've always heard about feng shui about how you know you can decorate it nice and make things nice and relaxing or make things open with space and how to utilize, utilize that space but it's actually a practice a very big practice to actually make yourself successful for your personal and your business life. Uh, Marie, I hated to cut you off there, but let's, let's shift gears just for the last couple of minutes. And let's talk about a couple other things for a second for those that like to maybe decorate with plants in their home. Or like you mentioned water before. Uh, is there a benefit to having water maybe in a business or a personal setting that is beneficial?
1: Yeah, definitely. Water is uh, really considered one of the five elements that we're working with because the word feng shui means literally wind and water. So the wind is connected with compulsive compass of actions. By having water is something very powerful. But the first place we try to avoid any water is, first of all, the bedroom. But the office, I always suggest to definitely have a, a water image. And especially if you can't even do a water fountain now for 2024, and that's for everyone, having a fountain, like a bubbling fountain, like even, you know, that you plug in or even on batteries in the east area of your space, of your workspace, is actually going to create more cash flow energy. So the water element is the strongest in the next year in the east. So I always, all my students and clients, they know where to place the good luck energy for um, money. And that's the fountain.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. I was going to ask you about some good luck. If someone's trying to win the lottery this year or make a big cash prize, how is that how you do it? Put a water fountain in the east of your office?
1: Uh, the, the water fountain always uh, connects with uh, income, or uh, connected with your career. So if you want to really have like out of you know luck that is special luck, like winning the lottery, this is actually the northeast this year. That means if you put like a something in like orange color or a crystal if you have that in the northeast section and declutter that area that's very important uh then you have more chance to get like raises bonuses lottery like um you know money coming to you that you were not expecting
0: i love that i was i was scrolling through the book and with the uh, energy numbers that you have and then the different directions on what you need to do for certain things, it's funny I, I don't know, maybe we already know the a part of these things subconsciously because I was reading yeah. through the directions and uh, for example, my radio studio I have at home uh, my wife's business that she has every direction that we're supposed to is the stuff that we already have in place for the most part in our home Amazing. to a T, which is unbelievable and I, I didn't even know about any of this stuff Well, you
1: know, I do believe some people are more in tune with the energy that there there is. And some people are not, you know, and that's why the book is for. But you know, the, what you're doing, like having a podcast, you're having a show, you're the bringer of light, as we call that. And the number three, as your that energy number, is really good for everything with media, like radio, television, uh, everything bringing forward a message to the world. Whatever that message is, that can be through music, can be through, you know, uh, wisdom, is actually perfect for you.
0: So you actually in the right business. <laughs> hey, you know what? We'll take it. We'll take it. That's going to be a successful year for us uh, on the radio next year. I am excited about it that. Will. Uh Maru, we got just about a minute left here before we wrap up and I appreciate your time very much, but uh for 2024 in general, just looking at the the way the year may turn out, what's your prediction for what the year may be for people's businesses, for the just the humanity in general? Is it going to be a good year do you think or it's going to be a little chaotic?
1: Well, it's the Wooden Dragon year, so that's what uh, they call that next year. And it's always a year where business and family uh, will be really thriving. So I think it will be a good year with a lot of abundance, but only when people are very passionate about what they do. So if you're not passionate about what you do, uh, your business won't go so well. So get that passion back.
0: Get the passion back. Uh, Bring that passion and show that emotion and get excited about what you're doing and be that light for the new year. I am so excited about it and I appreciate it. It is Feng Shui Your Life, the beginner's guide to using your home to attract the life of your dreams. Check it out. You can visit her online as well at mariediamond.com. Marie, thank you so much for the information and for the conversation. Happy New Year, Year too. I love it. Let's get you back on again real soon. I would love that. Perfect. Appreciate it very much. Marie Diamond right there. mariediamond.com. Feng Shui Your Life. Fascinating book. Super awesome stuff I had no clue about. Look at that. We're going to make stuff happen. This is going to be our year, baby. We are the catalyst for change. I say that all the time. And 2024 is going to be bigger and better than every other year before.
1: And I think we're going to make it
0: bigly Because that's just what we do. All right, that's it for us. We'll see you on Monday. Best of tomorrow with some programming here in the local Homefront flagship station. Until then, happy new year. We'll see you on the radio. This is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio in 2024.